up, y'all? It's your host, Star J on the mic, coming to you live straight from the underground station. Today, we have a very special guest in the building, GQ. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? What's happening? How you feeling? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. It was, uh, I didn't get to go home this year, back to okay. Oakland, California. Okay. But I just chilled out here in my second home and was just chilling really all day. Okay. How was yours? It was pretty good. Pretty good. I cool. went back home from Maryland, so. Okay. It was a long drive. It was a lot of traffic coming back to Durham, so it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That's understandable. Yeah. So, have you always, like, lived in Oakland? Yeah, born and raised in Oakland. Really? Um, actually, East Oakland, to be exact, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm pretty much all Oakland kid. Went to school, high school in North Oakland at Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, lived in West Oakland until I was about six or seven mm-hmm. and was raised in East Oakland. Okay. So I'm pretty much, yeah, all Oakland kid. So how did you come out here to North Carolina? Um, I went to UNC. I played ball my whole life. Really? So um, I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to UNC mm-hmm. and play with the Tar Heels from 2004 to 2008. Wow. So I was, on, um, I was a part of the 2005 National Championship team. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the Final Four twice. So I had a lot of fun playing ball. And I was actually going to ask you about that, too, because I saw some of your videos on your Instagram and mm-hmm. you playing basketball. I was like, so you play basketball? He was really good. <laughs> Then I saw, um, I kind of did like a little bit of research on you, yeah. and I saw uh, an interview or um, an article written up about you that you played basketball. That's really dope. That's yeah. really dope. So you started playing basketball when you were younger, or just kind of? Yeah, I played ball my whole life. Like, okay. um, to be honest, music was something that came mm-hmm. right after school, like really? after I was done with college. Like, I always had a passion for music mm-hmm. and loved listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never thought, like, I'd be doing it or even rapping. Really? Um, yeah, but I used to. I used to rap a lot and mm-hmm. write a lot, you mm-hmm. know, just because it was fun for me. I used to freestyle around, like, cousins in that school. But I never wanted to be a rapper, so right. I never thought it would really happen like that. Mm-hmm. But things work in mysterious ways, so yeah. there we are. So how did it actually happen after you graduated? Um, when I was in college, I, I used to have a barber in Chapel Hill. And randomly he hit me one day and was like, um, somebody else that he cut, um, they did something as far as, in a magazine, they did something where they were a writer for a paper or a magazine. I, for, I forget which one, but mm-hmm. they knew Knight at the time. And uh, my barber was telling him about me because I used to like freestyle and just play around or make little songs uh, in the closet, like okay. at school, just playing around with my teammates and stuff. Um, but people would hear him. Mm-hmm. And so he told him, he was like, man, he can really rap. He was like, man, he's a ball player. Like, we know how ball players are when it comes to rapping. Yeah. Um, but he was like, nah, like, he's really talented, but he's just, it's just raw talent. Like, he doesn't go in the studio or anything. He was right. like, all right, I'm going to check him out. So long story short, like, this was literally probably two weeks after I graduated in, Car- uh, in 2008. Um, and he came by my house. I played him some stuff where I just rapped over industry mm-hmm. beats. And he loved it. He was like, man, I'm going to take this to ninth. I'm going to tell ninth about you and this and that. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm not really right. believing it or whatever. Yeah. And I had heard and knew of Ninth, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually exactly, like, I didn't even know what Ninth looked like, to be okay. honest with you. Like, <laughs> I just heard, I knew he was a producer. I didn't even know Ninth was from Winston-Salem at the time. Like, really? a lot of stuff was just new to me at the time. So mm-hmm. when he told me that, I was actually going to a basketball camp for the Lakers wow. um, during the summer and trying to get on that team just for the summer league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always had, un- unfortunately, I always had, like, knee injuries and surgeries uh-huh. and stuff like that. So at that time, my knee started bothering me. The day I got released was the same day Ninth hit me. Wow. And he was like, that's so crazy. He was like, yo, where you at? And I was like, I'm in L.A., but I'll be back in Carolina in a day or two. Mm-hmm. So he was at Central at the time. 
though he was like, when you get a chance, come up to the studio, we'll holler. And I came by one day. Um, so that's the first time I met rap, uh, actual proof, pretty much everybody, E. Jones and everybody wow. that's on the label now. Um, and I played them the same stuff I played the other dude. Okay. And it was about five or six tracks on there. And mm-hmm. again, all industry beats, nothing original, just mm-hmm. rapping over them. And he played one for like 15 seconds, went to the next one. Another 15 seconds, went to the next one. And he just stopped it. And he was like, turned around, was like, man, what you want to do? Wow. And I didn't know. Like, at the time, I was 22. Mm-hmm. So that was literally 10 years now. But I was 22, fresh out of college. I didn't right. know what I wanted to do. You right. know? And basketball was always my passion. But he was like, you can stay around the studio. Um, and it was the summer of 2008 again. Mm-hmm. So I had a job. And there'd be times where I wouldn't even go to work. I like skip work just to really? come to the studio and record and just be up here and, and learning and, and listening to Ninth Tale stories and talk about different things. Right. And fast forward now being a part of Jamla. So that's how I work. That's crazy. Out. That's like a dope <laughs> background, like a crazy story, like all together. Like that's really like that's a blessing. Like it is. Congratulations Thank to you. you. Like you. your flow is really dope. Like coming down here to North Carolina, I've really been like listening to a lot of different artists mm-hmm. and connecting with a lot of different artists and your sound was like very dope. I started listening to your music. I was like, okay, your flow <laughs> was like kept going and going. I saw your videos on Instagram mm-hmm. too. And I was like, dang, he going in. Thank you. Thank you. No problem, no Thank problem. You. So some of your albums, um, E14 2017 came out with that. Um, Rated Oakland 2014 mm-hmm. and Death Threats and Love Notes in 2013. Right. So let's go back to 2013. How did that project come up? Um, Death Threats and Love Notes. Um, that was something that at the time, like we're always recording. Like mm-hmm. All of us, as far as artists on Jam, are always recording. Um, and that was just a time where I believe I was about to go to London with Ninth and uh, oh. Rap. And so, well, they were going anyway, mm-hmm. and we wound up releasing Death Threats and Love Notes. Okay. So I wound up going out there for them a little bit. Um, and then we went to Japan the following year, and I think that's wow. the time when Death Threats and Love Notes came out. Mm-hmm. So in between those periods, that's when I was recording a mm-hmm. lot of those for Death Threats and Love Notes. Um, but I think, like, with each project, with me at least, I just try to bring something different. Mm-hmm. I don't really try to change too much. Right. But I just try to bring a different aspect, whether mm-hmm. that's, me getting deeper into my life right um or sharing another aspect of something that mm-hmm. maybe people didn't hear before or right. more detailed mm-hmm. so with each one from death threats and love knows what you said to rated oakland mm-hmm. to east 14th i feel as as far as the feedback that i'm getting back like people feel as though they know me mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. and that feels good to me as an artist because that feels like it's relatable you're you right know? so right yeah i just try to have that feeling for each each project that i do though right or, each project that we do right i kind of started from like jamla and then i kind of went all the way back so like i didn't start from 2013 from you see that's dope i kind of went just went back and i was like wow everything's still really dope yeah that's dope to me Mm because i mean like what i'm even learning as an artist everybody's not gonna go from start to finish or wherever you are from Mm -hmm. the beginning to the end or current should i say so right People will listen in different ways, but they'll still pick it up however they pick it up. So right. that's dope, though, that you picked it up that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you had sample, okay, one of my favorite artists is SZA. You had the sample, like, Take Care. Um, right. That was number eight on E14. Mm-hmm. That was really, really dope. What made you want to sample uh, SZA and drum? Like, come on. That was, that was. Um, I want to say it was Crisis's idea. Mm-hmm. One day I wasn't in the studio, um, and we had already recorded the song. Mm-hmm. And 
I think they were just listening to different things, and that came on, mm-hmm. and it was just fitting. They was like, man, let's try this. Um, and that's just a blessing just to have the Soul Council. Right. You know, just to have Ninth, Cash, E. Jones, Eric mm-hmm. G, Crisis, Knots, like, and everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they all bring something different to the table, but they're just, they're gifted, man. Right. Like, it, I, I always tell people we're spoiled. Because <laughs> we could go to a studio where you have access to six to seven producers at mm-hmm. all times, and they all bring just different energies, but just just amazing energy too that can create your words for you or create the music to your words for you. Wow. So it's just it's just dope to be around those yeah. guys. You feel me? That is really dope. That's really dope. So let's go back to uh, 106 and Park Days. All right. You got you said that you had got number eight on BT 106 and Park Countdown. What song was that exactly, and how did it feel to be on the countdown? Um, I believe that was the town. Mm-hmm. That was on Death Threats and Love Notes, um, and that was around the time I think I did the Backroom Freestyle. Okay. On 106 too, um, but that was cool. Like, it's kind of funny for me. Like sometimes seeing different things that's happening with music, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes I do like envision things and I'll see things before it happens right but it's just like sometimes it's to where I never know how it'll happen or when yeah. it'll happen you know but just to see the work that you put in and to see it be on a place like a platform like that a 106 and seeing people receive it and, and enjoying it mm-hmm. and liking it that's that's good that's a good feeling for me like right. that's the dope feeling for me was that your moment where you were like yeah I'm really doing this or was it something else that triggered um to be honest, like, it's probably been multiple moments mm-hmm. that I had to reflect because, I mean, like anybody will tell you, when you're chasing a goal or a dream, it's not always easy. And everybody doesn't always see it. Like, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> you, you probably definitely feel me. So, like, everybody doesn't always see the things behind the curtain, you know. Um, so, I guess just being in the position that I'm in now or we're in with Jamlin, seeing everything thus far that's right. happening. It's just a blessing because you can see a lot of a lot of great things, even sometimes in dark times. Right. You know, so or hard times. And those are the things that keeps me going. Or, you know, people like yourself or people that enjoy the music. It's like, all right, this is it's bigger than me. Right. Like it's more than just me writing or, or rapping on a microphone. So that's what encourages me besides just family. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Having a strong faith in God, but yep. family and, and just people that are close to me mm-hmm. pushing me and, and keeping me going. Like, that's what I do it for. Okay. Okay. So, have you ever, like, went back to Oakland, did some shows or? Yeah. Like, um, we actually, on the, I was on tour with Rap last year. Okay. With uh, Don Flamingo and Deontay Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually did a show in Oakland last year at the New Parish, a venue called the New Parish. And that was fun. Um, I actually have a show in a week on the 14th okay. in Oakland um, going back home at this place called the Uptown so it's always good being back home I haven't I haven't been back home since July of this year wow so I usually go every two to three months uh-huh. you know just to tap in and see family and, and make sure everybody's okay and stuff like that right. and you know I'm just I'm an Oakland kid so I mm-hmm. love being home yeah but you know Carolina has always been my second home since I started coming out here since college right so it's that's, cool yeah that's how I feel too like Kind of you get used to it after yeah, a while, right? I'm getting yeah. used to it. I'm getting used to it. So, do you plan on coming to like Maryland or anytime? Have you been? Yeah, we went to uh DC. We went to DC on tour. I forgot the name of the venue that we were mm-hmm. at, but I love DC. Cool, like I love DC. Um, I got a lot of people from DC, mm-hmm. um, and just the energy, the vibe that y'all have out there, like it's dope. 
Like there's a lot of us. Yeah, I'm <laughs> have to I'm have to follow up uh, follow up with you on that because I didn't see that. Yeah, um, but it was definitely the the Wisdom is Power tour with rapping everybody last mm-hmm. year. So that was fun. DC was a, a dope spot too. Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Shout out to my city. Always. <laughs> so, um, okay, so now moving on to Jim Lizzy Squad. I kind of okay. wanted to uh, jump right into that. Now that album was very dope. I saw it. Um, friend of mine cash was she was posting it and everybody was just posting about it so i was like let me take a listen to this so i was listening from like the start to the finish Mm -hmm. like everybody was going in from like the start to the finish like i could not stop taking any breaks it was really dope like the whole album like i was listening to it multiple times i put my friends on i was like this is crazy that's love we appreciate that for real. no problem so how was it like working on that project it was fun Mm -hmm. um actually that was something that I think one day, like, Ninth was at the studio. And and Ninth's one of those people, like, him being a boss man and, and him running Jamla, like, just the way Ninth mind work and being around him, like, he's always doing something. Right. And we don't always know what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And out the blue, he might come and be like, yo, I want to do this. hmm And we got this amount of music. We can get this amount of music. Let's put it together. Right. Um, and I think, I forgot the last time the Jamlas, I forgot when Jamlas the Squad, the first one, came mm-hmm. out a couple years ago. But I think it was just a perfect time. We had a lot of music. We were still recording just with Jamla alone. Okay. And then like Ninth and other producers in the camp, we're always working uh, working with other uh, other dope artists like mm-hmm. you know Sir. You got Bust on there. Um, Amber from Moonchild. Like it's just so many dope artists that came together for the collaboration. Mm-hmm. And we was thankful for that. But I think it's I think it's dope. You know that people are are saying they're enjoying it, mm-hmm. loving the album. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, I was getting a lot of love. I was like, yeah, this we is appreciate really it, dope man, album. For real. Really, really dope. So on No False Moves, you were um, with Ruben Vincent doing yep. a song with him. Mm-hmm. How was that? How did that go? Oh, that's uh, that's the future right there, yeah. man. That's that's little bro, man. Like I, I love little bro. He's a, uh, he's bef- ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Like not even just rapping, mm-hmm. like just being around him and, and being, like I'm 32 mm-hmm. and. Sometimes I forget that I'm talking to a 17-year-old, 18-year-old when I'm around Rube. Like, he just has that mind. Mm -hmm. And even when it comes to music and hip-hop, like, he knows so much. So it's times I learn stuff from him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk. But he's just a great kid. He's a great kid. He has a bright future beyond just music. He's a great person. Like, so it's always fun making music and creating music with him. But that that was dope because he actually um, had already had the song. Like, him and Eric G already had the song. And I think they need. They wanted one more verse, and one they just asked if I could do it, and we just knocked it out. Wow! So shout yeah, out to Rule, man. Yeah, that was a really nice beat. Like it was real smooth. I was, I Eric was vibing G. it too <laughs> in my car. So, um, I don't want to pronounce the name wrong. Is it P A N or just Pan? Pan. Okay. But it's an acronym for mm-hmm. punk. That. that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, how did you go about doing that song? Um, it was just one of those songs that I just, when I heard the beat, I just wanted to rap. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to rap. Um, I didn't really even have a concept for it and things were just flowing. Mm-hmm. And then when we did it, it was just certain things that I was saying and we were just like, I'm like, let's go with that right. for the title. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we just gave it the acronym PAM, but yeah, it was just one of those, those fun mm-hmm. kind of venting and just kind of feel yourself raps. That's all. Wow, yeah. You, like I said, you was going in again. <laughs> Appreciate but, it. Like, how do you, like, how do you just flow? So, like, it just 
it seems like it comes so natural to you. I think a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I always tell, well, people that I'm close to, I tell people, like, I think I have a unique mind because, mm-hmm. like, I'm, a lot of us do. We're always thinking. Right. 24-7, of course. Um, but when it comes to music, I just always try to think of creative ways to say how I feel or say what I'm trying to express to make somebody be like, wait, what do you say? Right. And that's the fun That's the fun in it for me. Like, that's the challenging part. I, I try to get better or try to challenge myself. Like, okay, not saying it has to be super, super complicated. Right. But what can I say in a slick manner some, at times that the audience or the fan can hear it and be like, that was dope. Like, I thought of that before, but I maybe I didn't know how right. to worry. Or I, yeah. He said exactly what I thought sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I go about it. But I just try to have fun with music, no matter what it is, no matter what the concept is. Okay. You know, sometimes it could be partying, fun stuff. Right. Sometimes it's deep stuff. Sometimes it's dealing with depression right. and different things like that. So, yeah. you know, I just try to trigger those to, to trigger certain emotions for whoever's listening. Mm-hmm. So who are, your, like, your top influencers? Man, that's a tough question. Um, I have a lot. Just growing up, like, I, being from Oakland or just being from the West Coast, like, I listen to Pop, of course, um, Snoop, Too Short, you know, the Loonies, um, Keek, mm-hmm. like, just three times crazy just being an Oakland kid and different people, like, E-40 from the Bay Area. But I really listen to a lot of everything, like, okay. from Outkast mm-hmm. to... Jay to Jada Kiss, Cassidy, like all types. Like I was, I think sometimes when it comes to punchlines and stuff or just the slick stuff too, I used to be a fan of battle rap. Mm-hmm. You know, like I when I, I used to watch like Murder Mook and mm-hmm. Reed Dollars and all of them, like when I was younger in high school. And it was just dope to me, like how mm-hmm, they do that. Yeah. So sometimes I try to blend it too. Like, I don't know. I don't think I, w- I don't know. I'm not going to say I would never do it, mm-hmm. but I just have so much respect for the battle rappers yeah. that do it. Yeah. And I think I just try to bring sometimes certain elements of what they do to right. the music and just make it, you know, more fun or more crafty in a way, should I right. say. But, um, yeah, I had a lot of influences. Eminem, you mm-hmm. know, I, the list continues, but just a lot of people that I grew up with, listening to. Okay. So do you, like, just listen to, like, just rap and R&B? Nah, or like, like, I'm a big R&B guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to R&B way before I listen to rap. Mm-hmm. Like, I hardly listen to rap, to be honest with you. Really? Like, I listen to stuff. I listen to a lot of old rap. Mm-hmm. New rap I listen to from time to time or artists that I may be fans of. Um, but I listen to R&B right. all the time. Okay. Like, you know, like when your mom was cleaning up on Saturdays. Yeah, and definitely. <laughs> she playing that R&B soul and stuff definitely. like that. So, you know, the Whitney's, the Anita Baker's, mm-hmm. like Luther, like all of that stuff up until even the 90s. Like SWV, the Totals, Jodeci's, mm-hmm. like I'm just a big R&B fan. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so, like, um, are you a fan of anybody today? Like any of like any artist's music today? Yeah, like I like a I like a lot of a lot of different music. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes for me, since I feel like it's so much music now, I can't always keep up with maybe the songs or right. the name of the song. Yeah. Um, but like, let me see who am I listening to right now? Like. Um, even with like Meek's album that he just put right. out, right? I still I listen to that. Um, JID put okay. out an album. Um, you know, Kendrick is mm-hmm. is is special. You know, certain Very. people are just special. Like um, Cole, you know, another special artist. Mm-hmm. Rap. I mean, I could be biased, but it's like just being around her too right. and seeing how she works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of different artists that I listen to from all over. 
you know, back home in different areas. But I always try to find out different artists, too, and mm-hmm. learn about different artists, too. Mm-hmm. So if you have any artists that you could recommend. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely <laughs> I definitely will. So, like, are you really big on, like, giving back to the community, helping out the community? And how do you do that? Yeah, I'm big on that. Like, mm-hmm. even when it comes to um, basketball, like, I don't play anymore, but mm-hmm. I'll work out kids, do trainings. And sessions, really? stuff like that, workout sessions when I can and okay. have the time. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe I'll, I'll get into coaching. I did coach actually at a high school. Shout mm-hmm. out to Bentley High School back home in Moraga, okay. California in the Bay Area. Um, I was coaching with them maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. I was getting my feet wet a little bit with the coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as giving back to the community, like, I love home. Like, right. Home is yeah. everything to me. Um, I'm probably the most prideful about family and home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... And not even just for, you know, how sometimes you want to do things for your school, mm-hmm. or for the neighborhood you right. grew up in. Like, I want to do a lot for everybody. Right. You yeah. know, and I want to do something that can continue after I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that my family can benefit from, mm-hmm. strangers can benefit yeah. from. So, different things like whether it be sports, whether it be music. Mm-hmm. And we're, I, I know I'm always thinking of different ways that I could help back home too right and people around me we're always thinking of different ways so hopefully right. within the next year and two you'll start hearing and seeing a lot of other things okay um but yeah i just love home so i, I try to do everything i can for them in any way i can okay so if a rapper were like someone you know coming up like an under underground artist coming up mm-hmm. um if they come to you and say um what advice can you give to me right now what would you tell them i would say patience is probably one of the most powerful components mm-hmm. in trying to go after something mm-hmm. besides just staying confident. Right. You know, um, I mean, it'd probably be a lot of things that I would tell them, mm-hmm. but probably being patient is the, is the key, you know, because sometimes it'll look like something's not happening or right. sometimes you'll feel like you're not enough right. or you're not gifted enough yeah. or you're not talented enough. And that that's not the case. Like, sometimes it's just not your season, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're getting prepared to go to something else. Right. So I feel like, you know, if that's something you love, whatever your passion is, go after it. Mm-hmm. And keep good people around you mm-hmm. that push you towards that and want the best for you. And everything else will take care of itself, I feel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So how do you feel about, like, social media? Has social media, do you feel like social media has really gave you a big platform? I think so. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a big like mm-hmm. social media person. Yeah. So like, I honestly like if I didn't have to use it for the music to right. get out there like that, like just being real, like I probably wouldn't. It's funny, is is it's it's dope that we can interact with people all around the world, yeah. but at times for me at least, it could just become too overwhelming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And as I get older and stuff like, or just maybe even just getting wiser, but like energy is serious. Like mm-hmm. when I was young, I used to always hear people be like, man, protect your energy or Definitely. watch the energy yeah. around. And now it's like crazy. Like I can be on my timeline and scroll down Twitter or mm-hmm. Instagram or whatever. And I could read certain things and I'll just start changing. Like I'll right. feel it. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, but on the positive end, I think it's great because you can um, find ways to get great exposure Right. Meet different people, connect with different people. So, mm-hmm. in that aspect, I think social media is great. Okay. Yeah. So what's up? What's that? So what's next for you? Like, what do we? 
what can we expect in the future? Um, Upcoming months, next it, year. <laughs> we got uh, we're we're definitely working on some things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have something. I won't tell you what, but I have okay. something. I have a few things cooking up in store. Okay. Um, that'll probably be coming soon, and trying to do different things as far as uh, clothing, um, and just branding. Like I have the one day soon, one day soon brand mm-hmm. that I started, and it was really not even just based off clothing, just something mm-hmm. that I used to tell myself every day, like one day soon I'm gonna be able to do this, or one day soon I'm be able right. to do that. So it just became something. So you'll start seeing a lot more of that. Uh, Jamla has a lot of things. Uh, Ian Kelly, who is also from Oakland, Cali- mm-hmm. California, shout out to Lil Bruh. He has something coming out on the seventh champion, so okay. look out for that. Uh, Heather Victoria has something coming soon. I love her. I love her Rap is always working, <laughs> so you know, uh, Rube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Soul Council, they put out different beat tapes and different things. They're always working with other artists, okay? Like Eric G was on Rest in Peace Mac Miller's project, mm-hmm. um, TI's project. So we're just always working, man. Um, the thing I'm learning, I guess, for me at least, for music, like sometimes you never know what happened. Like, right. You could yeah. record a song two years ago, and somebody mm-hmm. could hear it and be like, "Oh, we want to do this with it. We want to do that with it." Okay. Um. But yeah, we're just working, man. I'm just working, and a lot, a lot of positive things coming up. So a lot of good more okay. music, a lot more music. Hopefully, everybody enjoy and keep trying to make good music for you guys. Okay, that's what's up. Well, I just want to say thank you for coming by the Underground Station. I want to shout man, out to Kier for like putting this together, like. She is really the one. I just want to say shout out to her. Shout out, shout out, shout, shout out, out to her. Um, but yeah, you want to shout yourself out? Your social medias. Um, my social media is the town at the town GQ T H E T O W N G Q. Um, I believe that's Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Jamla Records. Um, we have a brand new, well updated the website. Not a brand new website, but updated okay. the website. Um, I'll have a one day soon website coming soon. Um, but other than that, just keep up with those two accounts and follow Jamla, and you'll be updated with everything. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to the Underground Station. Make sure you stay tuned for upcoming episodes.